Welcome into another edition of the 615 Sessions podcast, and happy Friday to you, wherever it is that you're hanging out. Now, I don't know if you're listening to this on a Friday, but either way, it's Commander's Week. It's week five. We got a couple of different insights to share with you guys on today's pod. Up on the episode, you're going to hear a conversation that I had with Jeffrey Simmons, the Titans Pro Bowl defensive tackle on the radio show this week. You'll hear a little X's and O's from Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio and some locker room conversations from Friday with Kyle Phillips, wide receiver, and Dylan Cole, who looks like he's going to have an expanded role. I'm going to get into some insights from the week quickly, though. I'm going to tell you about Two Rivers Ford, who makes this podcast possible. Two Rivers Ford is the spot. You know this. It's the best car buying experience not just in Middle Tennessee, not just in the state of Tennessee, in the entire world, as far as I'm concerned. And you know that there aren't a lot of guarantees these days when it comes to the cost of things, especially when you have to wonder what interest rates might be in the future. You almost need a crystal ball, but my friends at Two Rivers Ford, as usual, they're making things easy on you because they are offering guarantees like great prices and a locked-in interest rate when you custom order a 2023 model year Ford. Right now, when you custom order an F-150, Explorer, Ranger, Edge, Bronco Sport, Escape, or Mustang, they'll guarantee 2.9% APR for 60 months for all qualified buyers. So you can order your car now, lock at a great rate for whenever you start paying. It's the kind of peace of mind that Two Rivers Ford offers on top of $500 bonus cash on their already low prices. The best prices and guaranteed rates all at a locally owned dealership with non-commissioned salespeople. So custom order your next Ford from Two Rivers Ford. All right, before you hear from Jeff, Mac, Phillips, and a little bit of Mike Vrabel as well as Dylan Cole from the week of work, let me tell you this as far as inactives for this game. So we talked to Mike on Friday afternoon after practice. The only new addition to this uh, list of players that's been ruled out is Traylon Burks, of course, dealing with that turf toe. Uh, among others, Amani Hooker, still dealing with that concussion. Must have gotten knocked silly in that Raiders game. Hope that he's recovering okay. Bud Dupree, uh, also an ad- a new addition from last week, but given that Bud only played, I think, like nine snaps against the Colts, it's something that uh, it's something that the Titans are learning how to live without. Joe Jones, Zach Cunningham, and Ola Adaini also will not be available. So what's that mean? Well, Burks is not a high-volume wide receiver, but it is something that the Titans are going to have to account for in the way that teams defensively game plan for them. They have learned to live with about, what, five starters, five different starters on the defensive side of the football last week, and so that will be the same case again. Now, I don't think they necessarily benefit from having more tape on guys like Dylan Cole or Andrew Adams, the safety filling in for Imani Hooker, but... Those are the guys who will be called into service. Also of note, uh, on the injury report against the Commanders, a couple of questionable. Nate Davis has been dealing, I guess, with a bit of a knee issue the last couple of weeks. Uh, And you have also on here Caleb Farley, who did not practice today, was limited on Thursday, DNP on Friday, questionable for this game. Lonnie Johnson, first time on the injury report with an illness. He is also questionable. So, That does affect a couple of different things that they want to do, but for the most part, it's just a matter of can you be more competent than the commanders this week, and it shouldn't necessarily be all that hard to do. 
But we'll find out the result. Certainly, I'll head up to Washington uh, right after, just tomorrow, as we tape this podcast on Friday afternoon and see what there is to learn about this Titans team looking for their third straight win. But we'll start with Jeff Simmons, and you'll hear those other conversations right after this. Jones staying in the gun. Jones under pressure. Hit. Sack. Ball free. But Dupree has it. What a play by Big Jeff. Not only is that a hundred from Kroger to second harvest food bank, that's a takeaway for Big Bud. That's Mike Keith, Titans Radio on the call. Jeffrey Simmons, Bud Dupree, strip sack and recover against the New York Giants. Jeff joins us now on 104.5 The Zone. What's going on, stud? I'm good. How you guys doing? Man, we're doing all right. Uh, you uh, you fired up for practice today? How's the week going? It's going good. You know, um, as, you, as everyone knows, you know, today is one of the most important days, um, um, especially for us, short yardage and, and third down. So, um, you know, it's one of them days where everyone has to be locked in because especially um, with their – with their guys on third down, they have a lot of skilled guys. We have to know where each and every one of the guys that we have to be able to communicate and um, eventually, you know, get off the field on third down. We have to do better at that. So, you know, today just a um, step closer to that. Well, and certainly the, the goal is to always get better no matter what phase of the game it is, Jeff, offense, defense, or, or special teams. But, like, you guys look like you're having a lot of, particularly up front, you guys look like you're having a lot of fun up there right now. Yeah, I mean, when you when you you know you you um, having success, you know, um, no one being selfish and everyone, you know, um, I would call it everyone eating, you know, uh, everyone, you know, affecting the game some type of way. You're supposed to have fun with it, and um, you know, and one thing we talk about right here, you know, um, sharing the, the success with each other, you know, not just you know someone make a play, you know, just walk away from it, you know. It's it's hard to make a play out there, um, you know, with the quarterbacks, either getting the ball off or you know whatever it may be, you know. So I, you know everyone having um, impact, no matter if the corners holding up their coverage and we get into the quarterback or, you know, uh, we can't get there and guys on the back end get a pass deflection or interception. So we all working together to have that type of fun. You know, there's no fun when we can't get off the field and they driving the ball and end up scoring. So I think once if we keep doing that, working together as a um, defense and as a team, you know, we'll keep and continue to have fun on the field. Titans defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons is here with us on 104.5 The Zone. Watching your guys' game back a couple of times against the Colts, Jeff, like I, I, I continue to be impressed with how well everything works together, particularly on these stunts and games that you guys play up front. And and the idea that the Colts have what is regarded as one of the better offensive lines in the league. I know they're kind of going through their own situations right now, but to not just see you playing at a high level, but Danico, who consistently brings it week after week, and Tart playing as, as good a game as I've seen from him since he's been on this roster. What what kind of pride does that instill in your, in your guys' room as a whole? I mean, first off, you know, um, in order to be able to, say, for instance, you know, the third down success or the second and longs where we're able to get the Nico on the field and inside of be able to rush them guards like that, you know, we have to be great on first and second down early on. Um, that's, that make teams, you know, because 
since I've been here, um, we took we have taken and um, and still to this day we take a lot of pride in stopping the run. And when you stop the run, everything and so much stuff opened up for our defense. You know, we could be able to put um, guys out there to make plays, and uh, I think that starts. That's where it starts at. You know, even with Tart, you know, having a you know major impact right there over the center, over the snapper. So I think things in that nature. When when we talk about being able to be able to rush the passer and guys being able to get sacks and whatever it may be, I think that's where it started at the first and second down, getting off the field, being able to get the you know your rushers and you know your cover guys on the field for third down because if third alone, then you could go have fun with whatever you may call. You know you're not it's not third and short where you really you know he's like oh they might run the ball here still so and the ball might come out quick so I think that's. That's where it started at, you know, like just like yesterday practice, first and second down, today is third down. It's about keep trying to get better on the early down so we it, so we are able to make plays on third down or whatever it may be. So, like I said, having Nico especially, you know, um, I think I told you guys this last year, you know, we, we compete with each other, um, you know, each and every week, you know, um, whoever had the best stats. is is We got our personal thing going. So now, and it's not just – are we are we trying to you know beg against each other stuff like that? I think it's more like you know I I know and um, what getting the Nico going, he know what gets me going, and we only been playing together you know going on two years now. So when you when you got guys like that and um, can push you, you know um, when you got them one on one, you better win. And I tell him the same thing. So you know just things like that when you when you have a front like that working together and pushing each other. You know, we all could, you know, um, have a major impact on Go. the game. Mac, uh, for this uh, for this Titans and Colts game that we've just watched and, and dissected at great length throughout the course of the week, I, I heard you say something on Blaine and Mickey earlier about the concept that gets thrown out a lot by fans when they get frustrated with how things go from one half to another. The this this myth around halftime adjustments. And I wanted, I w- was hoping that you would be able to articulate that for our segment of the audience as well, because I've been, I've been yelling at people like this all week long. I just need somebody smarter than me to do it, so people will finally listen. Well, don't yell at people, Buck. That, that never helps you. It's kind of my job. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't yell at them because, and seriously, and, and it is. I mean, it's it's a it's a tremendous myth, especially in this digital age. You know, now you know, you know back in the day, but you know before you could you could communicate really basically from the press box to the sideline. All adjustments are now made series by series. That's what these Microsoft tablets are for. I mean, this is better than it ever used to be. I mean, when I first came to the league, we were doing it with just still photocopies that we had to run physically down to the sideline with runners. Okay, to look at to be able to see what is happening, and by that time, you now you have it immediately right there in front of you. I mean, you know, segmented out. I mean, all adjustments are made, Buck, series by series, because you have the information right there, and your people in the box now. I mean, you've got 28 coaches on a staff. You have, you know, you have people in the box that specifically all they do is break down opponents series by series with these with these tablets and shoot them immediately to the sideline. That's that's all that that's all that that's that's all that goes on and so when you're and plus national football league halftimes are 12 minutes that's in total that includes the two-minute warning that they come to get you so that's 10 minutes that includes time to and from okay the you know the locker room there's no time to everybody sit down and let's put a new game plan in that doesn't happen it happens series by series so please 
I want I want all the all of our listeners on 104.5 The Zone and anybody that I can reach with my voice and now with yours to be sophisticated and educated uh, football fans. And so don't start talking about halftime adjustments. That's not when the adjustments are made. This is why we love Coach Mack, because he helps us understand what we see better on a regular basis. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio. Titans and Commanders next up on Sunday. You can hear Mike, Mack, the whole crew on the call. Titans countdown starts at 11 a.m. Central Time. Pre-game with, Blick, uh, with Blaine, Mickey, and myself at 9 o'clock. Uh, so they, they, they just did such an incredible job up front on defense. I know the Colts offensive line is struggling throughout the course of the year, Mac. There's those those are a lot deeper running issues for that particular team. But to see Danico Autry, uh, Jeff Simmons, Tier Tart play one of the best games that I've seen him play as a pro and just across the board handle what is regarded as one of the top offensive linemen in the league down in and down out and for them to have the opportunity to do so again against a commander's team that is also struggling with their protection that that projects at least from my standpoint is their greatest advantage heading into this game well going in going into it let's talk about any just for one squint here which is about a, a time segment between a second and a minute let's just hit that that they took advantage of them they that was a great really nice job of executing a game plan shane Bourne and his group they did a good job of getting matchups knowing that the line was going to turn to jeffrey simmons and knowing they were going to chip on the edge when bud dupree was in there for his nine plays and so and they basically left uh you know, their super guard uh, on, on you know, Big Jeff, on, I mean, on, on Danico Autry one-on-one, and he beat him. You know, he beat him consistently. And then they ran some very good games. So the game planning was very good. We're going to have to take advantage of that again when we go up to play uh, uh, Washington. And so it's going to be extremely, extremely important. But you and I have talked about this, and, and our listeners have heard me say many times, the National Football League is a week-to-week enterprise based on matchups, based on matchups. The matchups that they in, they invented last week were very helped, and they executed those matchups. That's got to happen again, Buck. Coach Dave McGinnis here with us on 104.5 The Zone. So, so the matchup uh, the matchup is an interesting one, Mac, because I, I went back and watched the the Jags Commanders game that that started the season. I know teams obviously evolve throughout the course of the season, so what they are in Week One is not who they are heading into Week Five, but. I know he struggled, Wentz did, with the interceptions early on, was able to get them back into that game and ultimately win against a a Jags defense that is not easy to play uh, so far through these first four weeks. Is is there anything that stands out about him that's different from what we know of him to be in that Colts offense versus what they're doing with the commanders and Carson Wentz right now? Well, let's just, let's go clear back to the Eagles. I mean, with with Carson Wentz, I mean, what you need to do, you got to collapse the interior pocket on him, and and that that's been his mo ever since he's been in the league. When he's brand new in the league, he still had he still had the legs to be able to be able to avert some of that stuff, especially when you collapse the interior and his eyes drop. His eyes aren't dropping as much anymore. He's keeping his eyes more downfield, but you still got to collapse the interior pocket on him. You know, outside pressure has never been something that has really bothered him because he can move. Uh, you know, you know before the before the, all the ankle issues that he had, and before you know before he had the, the ACL. Now what he does, he keeps his eyes downfield. He's a more mature quarterback, but you still, if you can collapse the interior and you can do some things pre-snap to be able to give him different looks than what he gets post-snap, that's always been uh, an advantage defense against him. And really, 
you know, and what he's been up against is some of the games that they've that they, that they've had you know issues with. There's been huge score separations after the first half against them, and so. You know, anytime as a quarterback, I don't care who you are in this league, if people know that you have to throw and the time element is not on your side to be able to close a score, well, then that makes a big difference. And so what they want to do, what Scott Turner, their offensive coordinator, wants to do, Buck, is run the football. They want to run the football. Ron Rivera wants to run the football. And then Scott Turner's, you know, Ron Turner's uh, son, who, you know, was was a master at play action when he was an offensive coordinator for those great Cowboy teams, that's what they want to do. Coach Mack here with us on 104.5 The Zone, breaking down Commanders and the Titans. Yeah, that that rushing attack, you know, with Brian, the the tragedy that happened to Brian Robinson, obviously it looks like he's made good progress, though, and he's been entered into this window uh, for him to get cleared coming off of those uh, those gunshot wounds uh, injuries that he suffered prior to the season beginning. And then their offensive line kind of being in the state that it is, it's really derailed that plan, it seems to me, Mack. Yeah, well, that's why they, they've had running back by committee, and they're, they're still trying to figure out ways. They still have. I mean, you, you start really looking at the numbers. I mean, they take some shots. Yeah. They're in the league, they're in the top ten in the league as far as taking shots downfield. I mean, Scary Terry can run outside. Samuels is like having a running back, you know, as a wide receiver. He's, he's hard, hard, hard to tackle. They've got the ability to take shots. But one thing Carson Wentz really has, and he always has had coming into the league, he's got a really strong arm. So he can he can make all of the throws. And so that's one thing that you have to guard against is being able to balance how you're going to play their run game. And they'll have some varied runs at us that we haven't seen before. And also keep it from going over the top. That's going to be big. On the defensive side of the ball, Mac, William Jackson is a player that they paid uh, a good sum of money to come over and be not, I mean, nobody's a shutdown quarter in the NFL anymore. It's just, it's just so hard to play that position uh, even before the rule changes that all favor the offense. But William Jackson, it seems to me, and I wonder what your perspective on this has been, he seems to really not be able to hold up well so far through his couple of seasons with the commanders. I thought Kendall Fuller's been kind of underwhelming as well. I know that their their front that they've invested so much draft capital in has been absent Chase Young for a considerable amount of time now, but it, it would seem to me that it's still not a defense that's cut that that's rush is married with its coverage uh so far through these first four games. Well, and again, you know, it, it, you talk about separation of score, but I know Jack Del Rio very well. I know Ron Rivera even better. And they're gonna they're gonna have some multiple defensive fronts, and they're gonna be they're gonna bring pressure. Those three dudes that they still have left, those number one picks up front, minus Chase Young, can really bother you, especially their two interior people. And what you've got to be able to do, what you have to be able to do against that defense, and you know, is run the football and then make them bring that eighth guy down so that you can work those corners. But you know, and until you do that, then they're going to show you different looks up there, and and they're they're still going to try to live with those dudes up dudes up front. But we're going to see more varied fronts from them than we saw last week, you know, from Indy. So uh, pre-snap is going to be really big identifying these guys, but especially early in the game, seeing what Jack Del Rio and seeing what Ron Rivera want to do against this Titans offense, especially personnel matchups. Play all it's going to be Robinson's there. I'm sure he'll play. So they all got more than five carries last week. They use them all. Um, the plays are pretty similar, I would say. I didn't really notice anything else. They just they executed really well last week in a run game. Got those guys in some space, and you know, they were all able to use their skill sets, whether that's their speed or or strength. You've had 
you said you're friends with Ron Rivera and like his coaching style. What are some of the traits that you can expect from a Ron Rivera team? I think they're disciplined, they're tough, they're physical. Um, you know, I think they've been behind in game. I think they want to run the football. I think they want to use Carson's you know, arm strength and to be able to to move the ball down the field. I think they would like to do that. And I think some sometimes the way that the game has went you know, has forced them to, to go in a different direction. So, you know, all things considered, if the game is where it is most of the time, that they want to run the football and use the play action and get the, get the uh, ball and a skill set, the players, their hands, what they have skill, which is a lot of them. Defense is you know, aggressive, they're, they're physical, you know, they're good tacklers uh, throughout the secondary, linebackers, and run, and you know, D-line is very good. You mentioned their physicality. I mean, does a lot of that come from their defensive line, and what type big of a challenge is that? Huge challenge. Yeah. Huge challenge. I mean, they got, got dudes in there, you know what I mean? They, they go out of the SEC, and they, they pick guys in the first round, and, you know, that's... Guy up mentality deal. Do I need to stand up? Not if you don't want to. Right. Um, but yeah, I think uh, uh, early on in the season, I came in late in, uh, in the game and uh, wasn't in the flow. So it was good last game to start the game and uh, get into the flow of the game, really feel um, how the game's being played, and then uh, being able to get more comfortable um, and confident. Um, and all the calls and, and uh, people you're playing with, people you're around, uh, they get a little more confident in you. And then, um, yeah, the flow of the game starts starts coming easy. You can be instinctual and uh, just play, play your game. And it's a lot, e a lot easier to do that when uh, Jeff and uh, Tart and them up front are drawing all the attention and I just get to uh, make all the tackles. What uh, what kind of challenge they present? I know they're physical and they play a lot of different guys. Uh, how does that change? knowing that the back could change from play to play, series to series. Yeah, you just have to understand who you're playing against, uh, what back's in the game, and uh, uh, the personnel they have, and uh, what um, each back has brings a little bit something different. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we got to play our technique, our defense, and uh, communicate um, uh, with each other about whatever we see. And then uh, it just goes back to fundamentals. Just play your fundamentals. Um, uh, they got guys over there. They get paid too, but um, if we just we just play our fundamentals and and uh, communicate, then we should uh, really good defense. You, you study the tape that you have to study, but it feels like in a lot of these games they've been getting behind and it's kind of taking them out of what they want to do as far as running the football. How does that kind of affect your guys' preparation? Um, I don't think it, it affects us preparation-wise. I think uh, we just have to um, understand uh, what they're trying to do um, as they adjust. Uh, maybe they start throwing the ball a little more. We need to uh, to understand what they're trying to do and the, the schemes that they're trying to trying to uh, draw up. And um, if they start getting pass heavy, then that's that's what we need to adjust to. Um, it's not. I don't think it's anything that we need to uh, worry about. It's just understanding that the flow the flow of the game might change a little bit uh, if uh, a team gets down. Um, understanding kind of how they like to pass the ball and uh, uh, the, the route concepts that they have, um, but. Other than that, uh, things don't really change. Well, I've preached the last couple of weeks. What's kind of the objective for you heading into this one? Yeah, you know, just help the team any way I can to go out there and get the win. For you, though, with with last week being, was that by design? I guess how how limited the role was, or is that something that they're kind of working you into with you know the injury situation? Uh, you know, it's kind of the way the game played out. You know, I was in for certain plays and. Um, the way the game played out, the way we were running the offense, uh, 
I mean, that's that's the objective, right? To you know, help the team as many ways as yeah. possible, no matter what the week by week game plan is. But is that kind of you know something that you have to adjust to as you as you kind of work in a more limited role after you know coming from college, where obviously you're one of the guys. Sorry, can you say that one more time. Yeah, it was a long question. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know, is that kind of is that kind of limitation? Is that an adjustment coming from college, where you're one of the guys and you know you're going to be a focal point on every play like that? Oh yeah, it's uh, definitely adjustment. You know, in uh, college you're the main guy getting all the targets, and uh, coming up here you just you gotta know your role. And, you know, work every week on defining what that role is, and you know, like I said, just finding ways. And you know, whenever you're on the field, to help the team win games. Defensively, what kind of stands out about the Commanders? Got big athletic guys. You know, real grabby, go with their hands. So uh, we just gotta be good with our releases, go with our hands, top of routes. Is that something that you can, you know, you mentioned grabby, is that something you can notice on tape and, you know, depending on the officiating crew that's going to call it, is that something that can work to your advantage? Oh, uh, you know, no, we never want to bank on, you know, getting calls. Um, whether they hold or not, you know, we got to get open and catch the ball. Appreciate it, guys. Before we wrap up for the day, I'm going to remind you that Superbook Sports is your place to wager this football season all year round. It is your place to wager on every major sport. Superbook is offering you the opportunity to take the fight to Vegas. They give you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers on the strip. No fancy computer algorithms, no guys across the pond setting lines for American sports, just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at the Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions and start your battle against Vegas today. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. It's going to do it for us on the pod. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. A lot of you making the trip down to Baton Rouge for LSU and Tennessee. Should be a fun one. Uh, Blaine Bishop made me make a pick on that game. You guys know how I hate game predictions. Made me make a pick on that game, and I went with the Tigers as two-and-a-half-point home dogs at this at this juncture when last I saw it in the Superbook Sports app. So I don't know necessarily how I feel about LSU being a dog at home, but certainly it'll be an important opportunity for Tennessee to be able to capitalize, and they host Alabama on the Titans' bye week. I'm off to Washington. I'll talk to you guys next Friday right here on the 615 Sessions podcast. See you all.